0: Max Verstappen sends it from third on the grid to first by turn two and stays there. Hamilton can't extract the pace out of that Mercedes to catch him. And Sergio Perez was thrown an incredible party as the highest finishing Mexican driver at the Mexico Grand Prix. G'day there. My name is James Baldwin and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this episode, we talk everything to do with the Mexico Grand Prix. And I'm joined by my friends and yours, the technologically challenged Campy. G'day, mate. Hi, gentlemen. Yes, doing very well. And Tommy T in 768 HD. Whatever the heck that is, <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. You could have
1: gone alliteration and gone the technically challenged Thomas. Oh yes, yeah, you bloody wrong. missed it. Well,
0: He's look, it's. I'll, maybe I'll just record something else for the end. Intro- We're famous <laughs> for
2: our alliterations on uh, Lakeside Drive, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we love we love a good alliteration. Uh, Tommy T generally the best at it. Where when he used to write the captions, yeah. now you just get the rubbish. That's all. Everything done by me. It's my apologies <laughs> that the content has gone downhill since then. Uh, but hey, look! Thanks for joining us uh, on the audio podcast. As I said, as well as we, before we started recording, uh, great to have your company on the YouTube live stream too. Thank you to you yep. indeed as well. If you have subscribed to our YouTube channel, it keeps growing and growing and growing. 606, I believe, now subscription uh, with service, which is subscription service, subscription, subscri- subscribers. subscribers. There we go. I'll get to our words.
2: I'll subscribe this morning. Oh, geez, lots.
0: Having... thanks so much, Campy. Thanks for taking so long to do that. It's incredible work by you. <laughs> uh, but, hey, thanks to you for doing that. Also, thanks to our Discord server for being up nice and early, having a bit of breakfast in Formula 1 again for the second time uh, this season. And a big thank you to two people who have left us reviews since our last podcast. The first comes from Dins J. He says, keep up the good work, boys. Five stars, loves the content, banter, and especially the DR3 bias. We're going to get lots of that probably this episode too. Uh, and Cooper and Todd, five stars, best F1 podcast. This is one of the best podcasts I listen to at every race, uh, every race weekend with my dad, and we love the laugh. Keep it up. Thank you to you both uh, for taking the time to leave us a review Love it, love it. It uh, was an interesting race. And when I say interesting, if you know me, I describe bad wine as interesting. So, yes, it mean boring. It was no good. Uh, But before (laughs) we get into a whole summary of the race uh, as a whole, let's do our favourite thing, uh, Tommy T, at least, television broadcast review.
1: It was good. I was excited. I think we had a lot of spectacle. Obviously, we had a lot of Checo all weekend, mm. which was excellent. We like Checo. He's mm. a good guy. Yep. He's very, he very well-spoken. Yes. Um, I think the overall production in Mexico was excellent. I think they did a great job. I think the track yep. looked awesome. The uh, stadium section was painted well. I think we had not only a flyover, but we had some helicopters Bringing in some uh, some flags and stuff, the the anthem. I think Campy, what, what were your mm. thoughts? Oh,
2: cracking anthem, cracking!
1: Mm. No Soviet
0: tones in there, Campy. Well, no. it's just all no, positive, major uh, key vibes. Upbeat.
2: Positive, upbeat. The crowd yeah. got amongst it. They, they did. They were very talk. passionate. Yeah. And look, I don't want to sound like Lewis Hamilton and thank the crowd, but geez, <laughs> it looked good, didn't it? We had flares oh. going off. Wait till Melbourne 2023. I reckon we might have a good chance at uh, replicating something similar. But, yeah. Mate, what if was... you
0: laid off flares in Melbourne 2023, then you, there is one place you're going to be, and that's not at Albert Park. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I that's have to gonna... get a permit for my boat to buy flares. <laughs> <so> bloody- <laughs> Natty state we well, are. Yeah. That's why you'll it be the South Melbourne starts. Police
0: Station probably. <laughs> We'd have to do the podcast live from one of the cells. Tommy T and I will have That's to get it. admission as your legal counsel. <laughs> oh god, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, what are your thoughts on the commentary this weekend, Tommy T?
1: The commentary was good. I'm, I'm going to point out one of my favourite Brundle lines, which was when he when he was commenting about Lewis asking where is he faster. He's like, you could have just said Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one of the best lines I'd heard in commentary in a long time. Yeah, it very good. Outstanding. Savage. That is savage. That is my kind of humour. Now, Brundle was spot on, wasn't he? He was great. He always is spot on. Can I just yeah. say, you really
0: notice it when he's not around, yeah. uh, as much as we love Jensen, he's very good at picking up where Crofty either misses something completely or is wrong about it or whatever. He doesn't call Crofty out. Yeah. He just picks it up and carries it yeah. on like a, the consummate professional that he is. Uh, but every time he talks through a lap, and I think we say this oh. every race, don't we? It's yeah. just like magic. It's a masterpiece. It it's almost like poetry Tommy T.
1: But he's spot on with what he's he's communicating to us and he's also well aware of lap times as well. He's like, yep, that was a good lap. He's like, that was faster in this section. Like he is watching the data as much as he's watching the on track, yeah. which is not an easy thing to do. I struggle to keep my eye on the timing Sheet on the side and see which position someone's in, let alone keeping track of all that. So, he is outstanding, and it's always good. And then Jensen, as you said, in and around the pits was spot on. What do, do we want to get into any of that kind of Brundle having a brush in America on the grid walk? Yeah, that, that was, was an- a whole kerfuffle. That yeah, let's I didn't talk about. Was it. worth talking about.
0: Let's let's talk about the social media element around it. I think yeah. because like the the brush up with Campy. I don't know if you you saw. You probably didn't see this, but a security guard for a Allegedly, musical artist, um, Megan The Stallion, yeah.
2: which is pushed, pushed,
0: a big artist in America. Who pushed? Uh, oh,
2: I've never heard of No,
0: neither have <laughs> I. Pushed <laughs> Brundle, and that says a lot. Pushed Brundle away, saying, You can't do that. And Brundle says, I can because I just did, which was <laughs> like a mic drop Obama moment right there. Um, but fast <laughs> forward, and then like. <laughs> The Twitterati <laughs> and, and like, Formula God comments on Instagram, like that whole group of people yeah. just was like, all right, Malfoy. <laughs> and then this guy know. for Halloween dresses up like Malfoy and just, like, full sends back on. I was like, I'm not actually mad about this anymore. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite funny. But it's an interesting play out because we got to see, didn't we, from sort of the younger generation how supportive they are
1: of Martin Brundle. Yeah. Big I fans like of, Bru- of Brundle, which is good. And uh, they've come out now and they said no more bouncers on the on the grid walk. Good. If the famous people want to go out there, you have to go out by yourself because it's a safe place out there. Exactly. There's only people yep. who should be there. You're not in trouble. So just leave yep. the big buffoons away. And more often than well, not,
0: the mechanics on the grid have a job to do. They're not interested yeah. in Ben Stiller standing there. If anything, he's in the way. Like, like get right out of the way mate. so I can do my job.
2: Campy. I've had a similar experience. With this will be good. A, I'm not name dropping. There's no way that's happening. <laughs> not a chance. But same thing. We so walk you are walking out.
0: next to Alan Jones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, my hero. Um, just got the sack. Though. Yeah, what just be chance. careful, mate. You might get the sack as <laughs> well. Um, my mate was on crutches and, and we'd been like in this particular event, we were, on a, we were sitting in the uh, disabled section and there was a few – Famous people around. Anyway, I'm walking out and uh, I'm standing sort of halfway out of the door into the arena waiting for my mate and this security guard just grabbed me and threw me up against a wall to which I very calmly cocked the arm and said, who the, you know, do you think you are? Then this little midget of a famous person walked past me. I'm going, you have got to be... I'm kidding me? Anyway, Anyway, then my mate comes out on his crutches and he's like, oh, I see what you're doing. Sorry, I'm locked. Dude. Pull your head in. Anyway.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. good tangent. Right. Who was it? <laughs> Tell us who the no,
2: famous person was to, who it was to make nah, it worthwhile. No oh, a terrible story. Not a chance. It was uh, Justin I- Bieber.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
2: Not a word of a lie, it was oh. J.B.
1: Mate, you are a bolsa uh, wood safe, is what you are. Uh, Useless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrible.
2: That's a wood uh, safe. Not a word of a lie. Oh, uh, a, a that did not take. Short. That did not. I take was much. actually surprised how short he was. It was incredible.
1: <laughs> what were you doing at an event with Justin Bieber? Therapy? Exactly.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. This
1: Excellent. is like one of
2: our best
0: tangents. Uh, I yeah, I mean, you can't you can't write that, can you? Back to your TV yeah, broadcast review. Look, I, <laughs> I I look, I'm not necessarily enjoying so much the off track commentary. I am with Jensen there. But like Damon Hill trying to talk to Lando Norris about British fans in the crowd, trying to redirect yet again the conversation to a British buyer. So it's like, guys, just let it go. It's
1: Checo's home race. It's Checo week. Let it yes. be that. The one thing that frustrates me, and this probably the sour point, is the kind of putting "L" in front of everything, and everything's taco. And Mexico is more than freaking food, guys. Oh <laughs> like yes, the, the, the just token tokenism kind of stuff that the the sky people were throwing at it, little jokes and like, oh, have you had the food? It's like, okay, cool, we get it. There's really great food around, but also Mexico is more than just a cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's acknowledge <laughs> them as a country. Yeah, ridiculous. Other than that, though. Great spectacle. Insane to see how much support there is for Sergio in that country. He is one of the most loved athletes that country has. And he is so appreciative of that. And you can tell how important it is for him to perform for that country. So really good to see him have a great weekend in general. Um, and those fans were incredible. Every time he went through the stadium section when he was oh. getting closer and closer, it was just goosebumps kind of stuff, wasn't it? So yeah. for that reason, I think I'm going to go an 8 out yeah. of 10. Oh, look, I agree Oof. with
0: Oof. that. 8 out of 10 also for the squats that all of the Mexican crowd did ahead of get, like, getting to this race because every time Checo went past, they stood up the whole yeah. way through. That's oh, a lot of laps to, especially if you've had a couple of coronas or tequilas on the way through oh, to uh, be managing that. And um, I don't
1: know. This it's is great this is, marketing
2: for Red Bull, isn't it? Oh,
1: yeah. oh, outstanding. This has got to be one of the better podiums as well. Like Mons is up there, but I don't know. This with the car lift yeah. is pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: very good. As Brundle <laughs> said, you want to have a lot of insurance on that lift. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. Classic out of 10. Look, National Anthem Campy, as you said just before, uh, it was good. It was like a, an opening chord on the piano and then a cappella, and it was just tight. Like that quartet yeah. of voices was really, really tight, wasn't it? Just
2: to nail the key. Yeah, oh, I loved it. It was beautiful. Shame More about the flyover.
0: flyover was about 10, 15 seconds late, and uh, <laughs> the pride of the Mexican Air Force Some pilots PC7s. Not great. Uh, well, anyway. They've
2: obviously got no money to spend on their national defense. So. Uh,
0: I would imagine there's this reliance heavily on the people to the north. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all there right. So let's talk about the race as a whole, shall we, uh, before we get into our team-by-team team analysis. Now, Tommy T, I want to start with you because we didn't yeah. necessarily mention this in the uh, pre-drinks episode that we had. If you haven't yet listened to that, by the way, please feel free to go back and do that. But – we talked a little bit about Sonoda and him getting out of the way. He got on social media after qualifying and said, basically, well, I don't know what more you wanted me to do. I was literally just getting out of the way. Um, and after the press conferences that I didn't really pick up until after we'd recorded the episode and had gone back and listened to it a little bit more, Red Bull were just hardcore throwing him under the bus. There was no love lost at all. Max Verstappen, of course, and I didn't mention this, on the radio saying, what a yeah. dumb idiot. You know, could you imagine Lewis Hamilton saying that about any of the Mercedes juniors like George Russell or Nick Latifi or anyone in a uh, sister team? Just not a thing. Um, I didn't enjoy it and got to the point where the Mercedes admin on social media was saying, chin up, mate, it happens, you'll be back, keep strong, like strong arm emoji. Like the Mercedes admin is stepping in to defend Yuki. How did you find that? Because it didn't sit well with me.
1: I think they just doubled down and I think – It was said once maybe by Christian and then it's just been amalgamated and everyone's just ran with it. And so it felt like it was constant maybe more so than it actually was. It was a a passing comment in a a post-race. But to be honest, like he didn't do anything that wrong. Like we've had way worse incidents from other people. I think the problem was it threw up so much dust. So he probably should have considered that and just got completely out of the way of such a slow section and got, Onto the straight, like we kind of mentioned, just sit on a straight and let everyone go past and then go through, especially when you're there just to give a toe. Uh, um, I think it's probably unfair that how much he kind of cop from it, um, but hopefully this has got some support around him and he'll benefit from It
2: doesn't matter if you slow down or you go off track, you make a mistake. Even if you slow down off the racing line, they're still going to call yellow flags, like cautionary anyway, like put the lights up so that you still have to reduce speed. So it's not an issue at all. He's done absolutely nothing wrong and Horner is an absolute tit.
0: Yeah, well, there were no yellow flags anyway, so yeah, there but, was oh. there was no, you know, risk of that. All he was trying to do was the right thing and you're yep. right, Horner's a tit and he just got thrown under the bus. Uh, he even said to one of the reporters, oh, I'm actually scared to talk to Red Bull after this. Hello, culture problem? Is that you back again? Helmet well, Marco? Don't, oh, God, get don't out of talk
2: it. to Red Bull. Do yourself yeah, anyway, a favour. Do. A- Have a cracking season next year. Get yourself out of the Honda Red Bull faction and then blast them for what sort of culture they have within their team. Blast Helmut Marco. get rid of him and say, well, this is what they consistently do to second-rate drivers, in their opinion, to drivers other than Max Verstappen and call their bluff on it and call them on the culture and call them out for... What we see in public fairly often. Mm. I mean, there is, they have a PR campaign where they're trying to, you know, not let Marco be as upfront as he would like to be. But we all know what it's like. We all hear what it's like. And then, you know, I mean, do something like it. But you've got to have a cracking season first to be able to do that. So,
0: yeah. And look, at the end of the day, he did what his teammate wanted him to do, and his teammate finished in fourth in the race, which is an incredibly good result for Alpha AlphaTauri. So as far as the team is concerned, he did a great job. So, look, Yuki, look, crack on, um, and it was an unfortunate first lap for him. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, let's talk about the DR and VB incident because it was all smiles for the first 12, 13 seconds, wasn't it, boys? DR yep. got an incredible start, Campy. He jumped So many people, well, only two positions, of course, but because he was so close towards the front anyway after all these penalties. But he got a great start, great toe down the line. He was on the inside. He was just a little too late on the breaks. He had that lockup, and it was unfortunate for Valtteri, wasn't it? Because as Tommy T said in the pre-drinks yesterday, you're scared to start from first. I know why now. Absolutely. Um, and that was it for, for DR, wasn't it,
2: Campy? Oh, yeah, geez, it was frustrating. Geez, I was, I was actually driving to work this morning I was on the road about 5 a.m., so I had to, I had my phone on the dash where my uh, speedometer is and I was watching it through Foxtel that way. So um, got lots of the commentary. Allegedly, didn't,
0: Victoria Police, in case you're listening, allegedly. Didn't see allegedly. a lot.
2: <laughs> Look, didn't, I watched the race. I didn't see a lot of it, but... Pulled over for the start. And, uh, geez, uh, what a start it was. Did everything right. He would have had Perez. I reckon he had the line. I think the problem for him wasn't the lock-up. The problem is he's going in so tight to turn one. And Bottas breaking so early when he did, I think it caught him off and, you know, his line was cut off. I think in a perfect world if Bottas had to break that bit further, Max would have got pushed wide. Lewis had the optimum line at that stage, but because Bottas backed off so early, I think it just threw that whole, the whole angle out for Danny Rick. I mean, and geez, it just ruins your race and it's frustrating. But, I mean, he had a pretty solid weekend, really. If you think about the uh, gearbox issue he had in fp F B two and the Friday, that uh, looked way off the pace. I mean, he probably should have had six for qualifying, I and mean, two one thousands between him and signs. So yeah. I mean, that's a good sign for Danny Rick beating both Ferraris. Uh, look, it's yeah, I mean it's just it's tough to watch as a Danny Rick fan when that mm. happens on lap one and knowing, you know, what's gonna happen. He had some uh, I think he got hit. Twice so after he spun Bottas around as he's getting around, I think he had some contact with uh someone pushed him and he had some you know some of the floor at the rear of the tyre come off, which just ruined the downforce throughout the race. But he still, I mean, he seemingly held it together for the rest of the race, too. So,
0: well, he managed to defend from Valtteri for a lot of the race, he's yep. a Very good defender in that McLaren, Tommy T. But yep. from your point of view. Yeah, no good. And also no good being that Valtteri Bottas is, you know, an accepted and adopted Australian through his partner, Tiffany. Uh, It was no good from an Australian point of view for for that opening corner.
1: No, and just tough because that move would come off, I think, more often than not. Unfortunately, it just didn't. It was just poor circumstances for both. The dustiness of the track probably didn't help either of them as Mm -hmm. well. In that part, part, and like Camby said, I think that angle just squeezed because you just wasn't expecting Bottas to come back so hard. Because he break, he broke so early, he was just coming across a lot sharper than anyone else. Yeah. So Danny thought there was a gap, and imagine if that came off, that would be such a oh, great mega. start for Daniel. So I'm kind of okay with him wanting to do that. Unfortunately, this is the week he had to dominate Lando. Mm. And he just wasn't able to do that. These are the ones when your teammate has an engine penalty and starting from the back, this is when you have to do the right thing for the team and bring home points. So I think that's the only frustration he'll have. He'll be happy with the move that he tried and it didn't come off, but he really would have liked to bank some points against his teammate, especially in that kind of Ferrari battle that they're in. Yeah, Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, uh, and that's the big loss for them this weekend exactly. is the yep. the what, eighteen points that Ferrari got in the constructors compared to our one. So the McLaren's one point. I mean Yeah. It's not insurmountable. I think there's a few more no. pages to turn in third place, but I mean, you've got to consistently beat them now by Five to six points. So what? What are you laughing at? what all about?
1: <laughs> Just your analogies are amazing. I love just it. Just adding
0: that to the list of pages yeah, to turn. So good. Uh It's not a bad thing, Campy Is legitimately <laughs> like good. Loves you. Come up with absolute goals. No, no keep life. doing it. It's funny, bro. <laughs> <Wow. We laughs> so, <like, laughs> so many merch ideas for next year. Tommy
1: James and I just keep making eye contact every time you make a good one.
0: Like, yeah, which is weird through over the internet, uh, but we still know. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, still know what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, let me just final, finally uh, on that point as well, lots of people going, oh, well, should he have got a penalty? No, shut up. It's no. a f- bloody first lap, right, guys? First lap. You know, And it's not malicious. Danny Rick is not malicious like that. It would have been a shame and I hope he would have said sorry to VB at some point, regardless if he thought it was his fault or not. It really, I mean, it forced Valtteri into the optimum four-stop pit strategy. <laughs> <But no. laughs> oh. Oh, poor VB. Poor guy. Oh. Uh, anyway, well, let's keep moving on. Let's talk about the championship as a whole, boys, because I've had this question a couple of times over the last couple of hours around who we now think is going to win the championship. Uh, I know that all three of us a couple of weeks ago said, our head says Hamilton, our heart says Verstappen, Tommy T. Where do you sit as a result? Or are you still in that mm, it really could go either way Max. Point?
1: It's all Max. I think he's so cool, calm, collected. Nothing is phasing him. He is eyes on the prize. He was happy for Checo, but he was just like, you know what I'm here to do is win, and I'm not even going to make it a competition. You're not going to be leading <laughs> in like a way that's meaningful mm. against me to even bring that into question about swapping me in front. I'm going to win it on my own. And he's been like that since like the midseason break. Some things haven't gone his way, but other than that, he's been unstoppable.
0: It's almost Red Bull's championship now to lose, Campy, don't you think?
2: Oh, look, my, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right when... Yeah, it's it is it's Max Verstappen's championship to lose. My fresh, my head still says Hamilton though because the Red Bull. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. Oh, sorry. Did you just did you just break? i sorry. I'm trying to trying to think before I speak, which I don't normally do. <laughs> it's no. Unusual. Um, <laughs> did that, does that hurt?
1: Just Red had a
2: <laughs> sorry. Red Bull uh, having this uncanny ability in the last five or six races. To make up points and do well when they probably shouldn't, I think about Baku in the uh, Russia, sorry, in the rain, um, where Max got a a a third place, sorry, a second place right behind Hamilton after that win, made up big points. Um, This weekend, when Mercedes got it right and they qualified in front of them, Max started in third and overtook them because of the, you know, because of the the nature of the track i think at some stage the ball is going to start to bounce the way of lewis hamilton and mercedes will capitalize on 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 the good positions that they're putting themselves i mean my my heart wants max to win i think he will but as i said before there's a few pages to be turned boys in this championship and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, max has a dnf and lewis goes on to win and then we're back at zero again you know I, look i think how many races have we got 5 Four left. But four left. So I mean, there's still heaps of points on the table. There is, and I just I can see Hamilton getting second in three of those races and winning one of them. And Max is going to have something happen to him in the final. Four what about round. his I just, engine, though? Well, he might he might have to take a penalty, and I think he will. Lewis has already taken he the penalties where he's needed to. So, um, and that's no, Lewis hasn't. Oh Lewis hasn't. Lewis, no Lewis Max hasn't has. Lewis hasn't. Yeah. will back in old back in German uh, ingenuity, and uh, <laughs> Valtteri
1: Bottas has had twenty seven engines. this has. season. What are you talking about? Yeah. In fact, they went, no, they had four about, pit stops.
0: They we're, so were talking about changing the power unit for the fifth pit stop just for shits and giggles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're uh, we're talking about Mercedes here and the golden child Lewis Hamilton. I just think there's there's a few more things to play at in this championship before we call it yet, but. My heart says Max, my head says Lewis still at this point.
0: Okay. Look, I, I agree to a point, Campy. There's a little bit of jeopardy left, and because we've never really raced at Qatar, well, we've never raced at Qatar, and we certainly haven't raced at Jeddah, there are two circuits here that these guys will have to get up to speed very quickly on. Uh, but Brazil, traditionally an anyone circuit really, uh, yeah. and I only say that because I'm putting that, well, traditionally it's been strong for this team, talk in the bin, uh, and the same for Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's, you know, Mercedes have traditionally won it, but the Max won it, you know, at the end of last year. So who knows? Any Literally anything could happen. Uh, I just hope, really I do, that we get down to Abu Dhabi and it's like... You know, Lewis has Lube to finish beat, so. first, and Max has to finish fourth for Lewis to win. And you know, if, yeah. if Max finishes third, you know a little that sort of
1: Close. Sebastian
0: Vettel first championship kind yeah. of jeopardy in terms of the points
1: right at the very end of Not the like season. Max has to come last, and Lewis has to win with fastest lap or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, but right. But I if don't pop- want to
2: see. I, I want to see Max win by more than like twelve points or whatever it was, because I don't want. Uh, Spa to be the deciding To look back I just I want him to win By more than the 10 points Or whatever He outscored Hamilton That day with half points Because for me That's just an Absolute rubbish way To hand out points And win a championship If that's what decides it So Agreed um, I mean I think Lewis What He qualified 6 that day So he got Still got 4 points Or something But I mean Yeah yeah, anyway That's where I'm at Half a point Yeah I just don't want I don't want that race To be the uh, deciding factor
0: you know it's but going to be. It's going to be annoying like that. I can already see it happening.
2: In saying that, Red, Red Bull have the better car. Um, I think there was times that this year at the start, I think Mercedes had the jump and they were the better car. But, I mean, to pull out 20 seconds on a Mercedes over a race distance, that's that's a special car and a special driver to do that. I don't think Checo could do that over Hamilton, but I just think that car and the way Max is driving, it is just it's the best at the moment. So.
0: Yeah, well, look, as I said, it's good. I'm glad that we're here. I'm glad that we haven't got to Mexico and Lewis has tied it up. I'm glad we haven't had Coda and yeah. he's tied it up. I'm glad we would t- Turkey and he hasn't tied it up, he's, which he's done in the past. So, in the past couple of years specifically as well. So, it's really, really yep. good. Uh, before we talk about our team by team analysis, I want to just say Checo's dad is an oh. absolute <laughs> icon Dude. of a human being. How, like, talk about just how excited he is for anything that his son does, how supportive yep. he is how he was going around to the Honda guys just after Checo hopped out of the car. Of course, he had a big hug with him. Then he's going around to the Honda guys going, yes, Honda in Mexico. Just (laughs) the the most excited person (laughs) in in the world world. today was Checo's dad. So absolute legend of a human being. All right, boys, let's go through our team-by-team analysis as we always do. Let's start at the very back, Tommy T, uh, Haas, Schumacher. Let's talk about this first lap, first corner incident because he had a wibbly-wobbly back left suspension as a result of just being collected. There's a great – actually, there's a great photo on F1's social media on their Instagram profile. Go and have a look because you can see a flying Alpha Tauri, a Haas getting collected, and uh, all from the point of view of an Alpine. It's a very, very interesting oh, photo. Wow. But for, for Mick, it was – a little bit sad, not that we were really expecting him considering Mazepin finished in 18th and was lapped three times.
1: Oh, nah, just unlucky for him, I think. Wrong place, wrong time. He w- he was on form. Of- he always is compared to his team, mate, like we were talking about in the pre-drinks. That's all you've got to do. But he looked like he had pace. He was doing well. I think he can probably tick this season as a success maybe, but just unlucky nothing more you can do and Mazepin was just whatever like he got like mate, three times mate
2: got a good start he was up into he like did actually P no that's he was full up into credit. P11 after the first you know drop back terribly yeah, but yeah. gotta give him some credit where it's due I suppose
0: good on you Campy good on you <laughs> well done Campy good and and good good
2: guy, guy. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. will
0: he get the most uh, best and fairest or most improved award of Lakeside Drive for the end of the year no. definitely not no <laughs>
2: We'll send him some merch, though.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm sure he won't wear it. Um, Let's talk about Williams. Uh, Nick Latifi, 17th. George Russell, 16th. Uh, It was a race to forget for Williams, but Russell Mm. just wasn't spoken about really at all. All race, was he campy?
2: That's who hit Danny Rick the second time on lap one. Not Stroll, it was George Russell. So he's in the he's in my bad books at the moment. uh, Did he ever
0: get out of the bin, or is there a separate compartment of the bin which is the bad book section of the bin?
2: His personality put himself in the bin. I didn't (laughs) want to do anything. So (laughs) there he (laughs) goes.
0: Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, one going. of
2: those weekends. I mean, I think Williams' have had a purple patch throughout this season and it's definitely tapered off and uh not doing too well. So there you go. I mean he had a good start too. Jumped into the I think he's in the top ten at the start, but he just got swamped. So there you are.
0: He did. Uh of course he took a five penalty. <laughs>
1: James, no smoke contact is not good for
0: the podcast. It's great for People the audio version of this us. podcast. Uh, he made it great. He, he of course, had a five-place grid penalty because of that. He did have a pretty good start, it has to be said, but it just, yeah. you know, the the distance here, and Brundle said this as well, The as soon as Max disappeared after the safety car around the first corner, DR was still coming around the last corner. That's a, almost a kilometre oh, distance straight yeah. off the bat when we'd started. Yeah. There's no wonder why Mazepin was left three times. Uh, but Latifi, it was interesting, actually, a little battle that was going on that we saw briefly, Tommy T, was the, the Canadian battle, the very friendly, I'm sorry, A battle between Latifi <laughs> uh, and <laughs> our least favourite Canadian on the grid, Lance Stroll. Um, yeah. Latifi is still doing good things. And I, I, I know we've said this a few times this year, but it's worth watching because his defending was
1: very good. And he qualified well. He did really well. He was, again, just unlucky. And I don't know how many pit stops he ended up having to do. But once you are blue flagged and lapped, like it is very hard to unlap yourself. Hard to follow at this track. I don't think that Mercedes engine was the engine that you wanted at this Mm. altitude in that heat. Unfortunately, you wanted the Honda. As we mm. as we saw, because everyone else had pace, so he kind of was up against it, and especially like so. If the Mercedes with the best car with their own engine is struggling, how do you think you're going to do with that engine in an inferior car and in aerodynamics? So they just couldn't couldn't have done much better than that. I don't think this week.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that the Honda sort of the strong looking around the other parts of the grid in terms of Renault, not so great. Ferrari, not bad, uh, yeah. and the Ferrari power. Uh, unit of the Alfa Romeo Sauber. Kimi Räikkönen finishing in eighth,
1: which is awesome for him, and
0: Giovinazzi in 11th, which is kind of a show. I mean, you know, good for Lando to get a point, I suppose. But Alfa Romeo this weekend, Campy seemed a little bit more put together, and maybe it's to do with the power unit over the Mercedes and everything else, but... Kimmy's refound some interest, I suppose. For the last couple, you just realised that some was an interesting he's only got tequila five. shots,
1: probably. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> fast <Five laughs> races left, Please. but it was good to see when we did get to see a little bit of Alfa Romeo that Kimmy was having a pretty good race. As at one point there was. The the three mega drivers, as I would just call them, the world champions of Seb, Seb Vettel, Fernando Alonso, and Kimi Raikkonen, all fighting over sevens. Yeah, uh, and it was like, oh, more of that. Who cares really now about what else yeah. is going anywhere else in the grid? Let's just watch that. But it's good to see Campy, isn't it?
2: Oh, cracking to see Kimi do well in his you know on his farewell tour, really. Uh, but in saying that, I mean his teammate Italian Jesus, he he got a good start. I mean, he was mm. great. He was a, he was ahead of signs. He was in sixth place, and yet he got eaten up pretty quickly off that restart. Yep. But for him to drop back to 11th, I don't know if anything happened or they bundled a pit stop or something, but for Raikkonen to be behind him and then get in front and maintain that pace over a race distance, that's why I think Giovinazzi's future in Formula 1 is, uh, is just about right in itself because, I mean, I th- I thought Giovinazzi had more scoring, um, more score, uh, po- scored more points this year than what he had. He's only got one. Yeah. And uh, I think Kimmy's up to about 12 or 13 now. So, uh, look, I mean, uh, Giovinazzi, we've spoken about him before. I think he should probably get a year uh, next year. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean... When you're trying to perform and you're racing for your for your career in this sport and results like that, I just can't see it happening.
0: Results and a couple of mistakes that he's made through the last yeah. couple of weekends, including, you know, putting it in the wall for for qualifying too, which was not so good. Alpine, Fernando Alonso, as I said, in, in that battle there, uh, he ended up finishing ninth, so third out of the Mega Driver battle. Uh, and Esteban Ocon in 13th. I would have thought the Renault would have done better considering it is a beluga whale-sized airbox <sighs> on the top of that thing, sucking as much <laughs> air as possible, and the altitude would have made absolutely no difference. Uh, it wasn't to be. But, yeah, Fern- like, <laughs> t- Fernando, I think, outperforming this car, Campy. Oh, uh, would, yep. would you agree? Yep.
2: Uh, not outperforming it. I think he's doing uh, doing a better job than his teammate, but not as good as what? Danny Rick would have done in that car.
0: Okay. So that's, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but I will, he's, ha- I will,
2: he's doing it all right.
0: I'll barely accept that.
2: <laughs> You'll barely accept that. <laughs> can barely, you give it a percentage
0: You've got to just be a little bit kind to them. Everyone forgets that he's a
1: two-time world champion. Um, and world he's his biggest <laughs> fan. You are not. Can, <laughs> you are not. You hate Alonzo. You are not oh, excited for him to come you back. It was James he, and I that wanted him back in Exactly. Right. And oh. He was saying, rack off. Meanwhile, you had your time. you're oh, too busy over there I saying the best Formula 1 driver is LeBron James. Exactly.
2: I have a 2005 Fernando Alonso World Championship winning hat. Oh,
1: you man. just want all that's young kids. In. That's a, all you want.
2: I paid fifty bucks on uh, eBay for that. My first ever eBay purchase. I was pretty stoked to so.
0: Is that in the in the closet with the Minardi jacket?
2: Yeah, it's with my Jaguar flag. It's somewhere in this room. And know his know trench coat is. from <laughs>
0: Alphatari. Next is
2: his Alphatari trench coat. Yeah, it's very good.
0: Thanks. Lads. Um, <laughs> that's all. That's all coming up in Campy's gossip column. What to wear? Fashion of the field. Fashion of the paddock. <laughs> Uh, with Campy Could, I almost want to do a dummy magazine oh, Just to let please. you write articles Like I'll have to write it cause, No I just
1: want him to do the red carpet Of everyone like walking into <laughs> F1 at Melbourne Him just asking them what they're wearing As That'd Lewis Hamilton walks in with his dog
2: like, And he's be,
1: asking him what is he wearing today It'll
2: be like Allie G at the airport <laughs> She's fair <there. laughs> <laughs> She's fair No you're right <laughs> Campy Oh, yeah. good! Uh, Campy
0: just showing that he's stuck in 2005. Hey, and his, I'm just, just trying to
2: show you that I, you know, I do know some things out. about pop culture. I'm just trying to let pop that Culture in. from
1: ten years ago. Nah, the <laughs> best <laughs> pop culture. Here <laughs> <laughs> idiot. You just can't write. No, oh, wait! Right, right, right. When we
0: actually get back together to be able to record an episode in person, it's going to be it's going to be an hour and a half of laughing.
2: Yeah, Ridiculous! That's I good. love that's what it. what People want.
0: It's what they want. <laughs> Aston Martin, uh, Seb Vettel in seventh. Massively good result for Seb He bloody deserves it this weekend Uh, Look, this is something the camp is going to be like Oh, here we go But Jensen did a really lovely interview with Seb um, Around Can you
2: you get a better choice of words than lovely?
0: (laughs) No, because it was lovely Because it was bigger (laughs) than talking about Formula 1 And how he inspired a whole bunch of people At Circuit of the Americas To go around and pick up a whole bunch of trash Like he did in Silverstone It was really low key And he just wanted to say Look, you know all, All we're trying to do here is just make everyone else's jobs a bit easier and put all your rubbish in the bin. I would say it was
2: a bit more personable than what we normally get.
0: Okay, well, look, my word is still my word, but it <laughs> was still quite lovely, I thought, because Jensen's, his interviewing technique is getting better <sighs> and better. Yeah. Um, and I I think he's just a very kind person when he interviews people. He keeps oh, it very yeah. positive. Yeah. Uh, and for as someone who interviews people, it's it's nice to watch. Anyway, and it brought the best out of Seb because obviously Seb hasn't had the best of years, including sort of 2019, 20, and of course the beginning of this year. But it was just nice to have that slightly different perception uh, and perspective rather of what Seb is doing at the moment. Uh, and... You know, with Jensen saying, oh, did you or have you had those thoughts about you're at the tail end of your career, you know, as fast as you were, um, you know, because you kind of got to put them in the bin, put them inside to, to carry on. And he said, well, you know, I haven't really got those, but, you know, I've got different priorities now, which is which is different. Anyway, him finishing in seventh is a great result for a Mercedes is. power unit car. Is. Um, In fact, I just want to, it, its that it's the second highest Mercedes power unit car finisher on the grid. So fantastic job for Aston Martin. Yep. And for Seb, Lance Stroll in 14th because he's useless, uh, yep. not really worth talking about. Campy, anything for uh, you?
2: He, he made a good move on Latifi's and that was about it. That was a good move, actually. It was you, good move. You're right. It looked yeah. like he'd been driving for a few years, which is probably yeah. a good thing for Stroll at this point. Because he, he has. <laughs> 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 not, not driving well in a few years, not this year, but, you know, he'd look good. So. Interesting yep. that no. uh, Overtake Battle is uh, – Overtakes of the Year is now tied with uh, Vettel and Alonso. Nando,
0: That's probably
2: because how shit they are qualifying this year for (laughs) uh, doing those sort of overtakes. But, uh, yeah, I like that little battle. It's a nice one.
0: Well, Sounds it's, good. it's and look, it's an awarded battle at the end of the year, apparently. So uh, that'll be good when you're on the red carpet to uh, to ask what uh, Beehive Seb is wearing.
1: Watch those two tanker qualifying soon, just so they can hope take more people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and who will it be? Fernando. Fernando will be like, Fernando. oh, car's oh, no, not I've working. I've got to retire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, oh, my rear wing feels a bit loose. So I'll just I get box. tire choice. Whoops. Yeah. Oh,
1: dear. Sorry, guys. Chuck some softs on. Maybe
0: so that's why he was like, Oh no! I didn't get high. I was out in Q three. What a shame! Oh well, guys, he's already started and straps and brand new mediums on and off. I go. Nah, he'll just uh, do
2: a Valtteri Bottas four stop. Uh, <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. it the count the if you overtake, the <laughs> overtake <laughs> and then re overtake <laughs> the back markers. <laughs> yeah. guess it counts.
2: Otherwise, how would they <laughs> be at such a
0: high point? I might put him into my uh,
2: fantasy league, which I still haven't touched yet. But
0: uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh bloody yeah. right, Campy. Uh, let's talk about McLaren. Uh, Lando Norris got one whole point redo for McLaren in 10th and DR in 12th. Once DR sort of was holding off VB, I don't know if the tyre life sort of degrade a little bit and just to a point where he just couldn't close that gap up to Lando, uh, but... With Giovinazzi finishing in between them, I thought it was a bit interesting, like he could have at least closed the gap and and try and finish there. It wasn't to be. That's okay. Um, as we said, or as you said, Campy, right off the top, it's good for DR to see the level of performance and the confidence now he has in that car. Yep. Hopefully that late brake move doesn't shake that confidence because um, if it had worked, it would have been very, very good in the late breaker of old. Uh, But Tommy T, how did you see McLaren this weekend? Because we've had it's been an interesting couple of weeks. They got voted the most favourite team from fan point of view. Uh, Last week they announced their or they they had a livery reveal of their Extreme E car, and they announced their driver for Extreme E. And there's a huge amount of outpouring of love and adoration by fans, which is great to see. And then you have a weekend like this, which is very hard to you know get excited about.
1: I think the conditions were just not optimum for them to do anything. Lando was starting from the back. He had to move through traffic. And we saw by what I think Brundle pointed out on lap five. He's like, look, there's already a 50 second gap between the leaders and these guys. There is no making that up over a race distance when you can't c- follow close. That was the Danny There's no day. It was, but Lando was obviously in a similar situation right at the back from the start. He, he was further up. He, he, w- he was, but. The point is that with such Can't be, low you Remember deg, that time
0: when I was like, Jensen was lovely because he just doesn't say no. <laughs> and you just say. You're the opposite. <laughs>
1: just pointing Make that out. What? Instead what? of yes and, he's like, no what? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Anyway. I agree low, with you, Tommy
1: T. Also, the low deck meant that there was no point in a two-stop strategy, really. It was always going to be a one-stop was favourable. So you you don't have that extra kind of thought of like maybe if I can go long because everyone's going long there's Mm. no kind of way to get up further so your kind of job lot was like the best we can do is hope that we stay out long enough someone has a dodgy pit stop and we get to overtake them there that was kind of all that they could do
2: the interesting thing to me was is uh Lando lost time to the Vettel Alonso and who else was in there Kimmy Kimmy. He lost time to that battle After his second stop Which I thought was really interesting Could be a range of factors to that Um, I mean they could have turned the engines down And like right New engine Turn it down Save it Like there's no point in running as hard as we can One point's as good as we're going to do I would have expected Norris to move through the field A bit quicker than he did I mean Seeing what Danny Rick did over the first sort of twenty laps of that race, coming from so far behind, he yep. cleared everyone he needed to clear in the mid pack, and there was a massive gap because they didn't catch it up to the rear of the safety car. I don't think before the uh before the restart, which hindered them too. Um, look, I think Lando had an absolutely shocking weekend. I know, I know, he took the penalty, so he sort of. Got one on the tune in Q through Q three. He did the right thing by the team. Um, but I I you know what I think he's uh I think he'd be walking away with his pace this weekend and shaking his head uh pretty badly. I mean Danny Rick lost time to him too after his second pit stop. Danny but, also uh, had
1: two stops, yeah.
2: But that no, but he I think he's about eighteen seconds behind Lando um at his first stop. But I mean he's Behind Giovinazzi, who's holding him up, and he couldn't pass him because of downforce. So there's issues too. But um, yeah. I mean, all that time was lost, really, uh, f- on the first lap for Danny Rick. But yeah, it was. I'd be, I'd be Lando. would be struggling. Danny Rick's pace was pretty good considering you know the downforce loss and and the yeah. incident he had. But I would have expected Lando to get a bit further up because that's what we expect of these guys, yeah. right? Uh, he
1: probably should have cleared like in and got seventh. I would have thought. Mm. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, but uh, for whatever reason, I think uh, I think Danny Rick is now the number one driver in that team. Ooh. Like results and pace wise in the car. I'm not talking about results or points. There is. I still think you'll get one more win for the year. Um, that's what we're hoping. We can all <laughs> it, can't you? But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you said I,
1: Bottas I, was going to win this year, mate. I don't know yeah, how much no, no, profit we'll
2: anymore. Yeah, the whole championship. I, I never said I was a profit. I just wanted him to win. Um, oh, you literally
1: called yourself oh, the one profit right, mate.
2: Did I, <laughs> Did I? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> you guys have got long memories. You're lot like women, you two. Mate, the problem is Everything <laughs> we say is recorded.
0: Yes. We go back and listen. I have to edit it. I have to listen to your voice a second and sometimes a third and fourth and fifth time to try and find where you've bloody sworn, so I have to beep oh, it out. I have sworn today. I've been good. You're doing very well. Good boy. A, well done. You know Thank what, you. what Here's I found out about cat. myself,
2: or the, my no. lovely fiance pointed out? She said, she said, when you have a beard trim, you're a bit more happier and the longer it grows, the grumpier you get. So, wow. Yeah. All right, the Samson. The length of your beard there hair. You Samson. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a bit old, no. then, huh? Awesome.
0: The, the just to bring it back to Formula One, the what I what I saw, which was really interesting, uh, was that Daniel Rick was faster in the first two sectors than Valtteri Bottas in that whole battle, and especially yeah. coming through turn six and seven, uh, turn six five five into six, uh, the. Traction of that McLaren is out oh, of this world. Like, like yeah. Bonass is right there. He's come through the first, second, third, fourth corner, out of the fifth corner. He's right on his, on, on the diffuser. And then it's like, see ya, power down, yeah. off I go. It, like, that traction is yeah. amazing. Incredible, yeah. incredible traction. So th- I think that's why DR was able to get so far or not so far in front to, to keep Valtteri out of DRS range. He was in DRS range for so long. But yep. if we think about every single race that Daniel has defended this year, Monza. probably after sort of race four or five, and in mm. Monza especially, yeah. that defending all comes wow. down to how he's able to put that power down coming out of the corner yeah. uh, and key corners, like really slow speed corners. And Campy, I know you say that McLaren's a, a great through slow and fast pace corners, and I suppose that medium pace is where other cars in that aerodynamics comes into play, which is why they're potentially not as strong as the Mercedes yeah. or Ferrari or whatnot. But for but, tracks like this where there's a hard left or a hard right, it's good news.
2: But in yep. qualifying too, Danny Ricks' first sectors were always purple compared yes. to everyone else. Yeah. They were yep. 27 O's when everyone else was doing 27 2's and 3's. So yep. I think yep. that's set up wise as well. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably the sweet spot where it's Danny Ricks tactic. found the car actually. Yep. Um, so yeah. And it's great to see,
0: like, he's back as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. he's, he's fully together. I think, I mean, I agree with you, Campy, not just because we're DR biased here, but I think McLaren will be very happy now with their investment in Daniel, uh, certainly with yep. what, what's happening at the end of this season. I hope that they're able to get that third position from Ferrari in the championship. But what Daniel's doing behind closed doors ahead of 2022 as a result, because, of course, we're keeping very happy and positive here, is, well, except for this result, but previous to this, it's good for McLaren. It's great for, you know, for Zach and Andreas and everyone else in the team to, to have that level of investment. Yep. Um, and look, McLaren's aiming to be the best racing team in the world across yep, yep. as many categories as they can get. So yep. all power to them. It's it's bloody fantastic and a great decision by him to go to McLaren, not Ferrari. For sure. And not stay with Renault. Let's talk about Ferrari though because uh, they would be very, very, very happy with the points haul. They got a whole 17 more points this weekend than McLaren. Uh, combining eight point, 18 points, sorry for for Charles Leclerc in fifth and Carlos Sainz in sixth. Tommy T, a nice bit of teamwork makes the dream work here. Mm. They were coming up against uh, Gasly. They were trying to chase him down. Leclerc was had thirteen lap older tires than Carlos Sainz. He let him past. Carlos had a crack, couldn't close the gap well enough, and let Charles back past again. There's no you know big fanfare or ceremony on the second switch. Yep. Uh, but it was really nice to see. And I think those guys, in terms of a ego pairing towards the front of the grid, n- not, neither of them are really yeah. like one way or another. They, they seem to get on really, really well, don't you think?
1: I think Sainz is far more nicer than I was because I think he probably deserved that fifth over six. I mean, obviously doing it for the team, but he qualified better. He was unlucky with his position out of that mm. uh, pit stop or... as well. Yeah, exactly. So he, he just was unlucky. Leclerc didn't really earn that place other than just got Lucky and got through. But I think signs did the right thing by the team. That's built credibility, like we yes. talked about, how important that is with the team and your teammate. So next time, Leclerc is going to be more likely to let him have another go to do that in the future rather than just go get stuff. Last time you did it, you screwed me over and cost me a fifth. I think he think did the right. I think Sainz is a really nice guy. He's better than me, that's for sure. <laughs> and
0: a great driver. You know, yes. in, in a couple of races ago, when no one was passing anyone, it was only Carlos Sainz who was doing all the heavy lifting for entertainment value yeah. for Formula One.
1: Who do we think the uh, number one driver in Ferrari is at the moment?
0: That's a great question because it should, a tough one. should be Charles, shouldn't it? Because he's been there longer, but we know what Ferrari are like. Long They're contract. Very quick. And look, he's doing a great job. There's, you know, for, for the car that he's been delivered this year, Campy, Charles Leclerc out of the gate did a good enough job. Certainly the same with last year, regardless of what we thought Bernardo was pressing the, you know, destruct button on Seb's car all the time. Um, <laughs> but for Carlos Sainz, in 2019, in our first podcast year, all three of us agreed he was the, the best driver on the grid in terms of most improved, you know, oh. getting results for the McLaren back then, which weren't necessarily, you know, yeah. uh, an amazing, it wasn't an amazing car, I should say. But for him now being in this front running car and looking ahead, uh, he should be happy enough that he's made that call to go to Ferrari and they should be happy that he's doing things like this because they don't have this, you know, very heavily one-sided garage kind of attitude, do they, Campy?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, absolutely right. Carlos, for me, <clears throat> is probably he's for me he's a better driver, but he's not as consistent as Leclerc is. Leclerc pulls out like his, his consistency meter is just bang on. Every, and there's not a lot of difference between his worst and uh, his best. But Carlos has weekends where he's off the pace and he can't match what Leclerc's doing as well. They're a bit of a rarity. Uh, not as much as we've seen since the start of the year. But um, yeah, I'd suggest uh, they're a pretty even pairing. I mean, you've got to look at the points scored sure. for the year. I mean, Carlos has had some good results too. Some opportunist results. Um, but that's what you want from a first-year driver. Thinking about Leclerc, he's had what? This is his third year in Ferrari now. Um, you'd be expecting him to take ownership of that team and, and try to dominate his teammate for future pecking orders, but I think Ferrari would be sitting there. Look, I think they've got the not the best driver pairing, but you'd be pretty bloody happy with yourself having oh. those two driver <laughs> pairings and the market and some of the drivers you've got on the grid at the moment. So yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: But, where do you think the point standing is? I think it's without about,
2: looking. I think it's about even, isn't it? They're about it's Seven
1: 100. and a half in Leclerc's favour after this weekend. So that is yeah, okay. bloody close, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so
2: before this it was, what, five points to Leclerc. Oh, that's
1: pretty dead even, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, it. Not so it's,
2: it's nothing. It's absolutely yeah. nothing. So, um yeah.
1: And look, we want to see Ferrari do well,
0: right? Yeah. A- and oh. this is a good pairing for them to get back to the former glory days. Uh At some point, they've got to do it. You know, the, the Mercedes will end up tumbling off the top of the ladder at some yeah. point. Uh, But, look, I'm just happy for both of them because they both seem to be fairly good guys. And, of course, Carlos Sainz, from a motorsporting royalty family point of view, Carlos Sainz Sr., who I get to meet in December, is an absolute legend of a driver. Um, And I cannot wait to get in front of him and just see Daddy Sainz. Very, very keen for that. Alpha Tauri, Pierre Gasly, an incredible drive, finishing in fourth. Very well-deserved. Again, Honda unit, the, the power unit, rather, the top Out of the top four cars, three of them were Honda-powered. He had a very clean race. There wasn't much to talk about with Pierre Gasly, and that's how he likes to run it, Tommy T.
1: It's that classic fourth, isn't it? You just sit, what was it, 50 seconds or something behind the leaders by the end of the race, something like that, and you just don't annoy anyone. You don't get any TV time. You just go about your own race. very boring, but you get a lot of points, and that's kind of what we want. We want Daniel to get more of those, like when – we saw uh, Lando doing that earlier on in the season. I think that is Daniel's place for this season, for the yep. next five races or whatever we've got left, four races. Yep. That is and where he, we want him to be. He would have
2: had it off the start too. and It would have been yep. really interesting to see oh. McLaren's pace compared to yes, um, yep. Gasly's.
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. Look, AlphaTauri, this is the the best season I think they've ever had as a Toro Rosso AlphaTauri, the most consistent driver they've ever had. Big time. Uh, And when you look at, you know, look at what happened to him a couple of years ago, you'd beg his belief that he'd be in such a strong mental and drivable position as he is now. Uh, They're very, very lucky. Yuki is very lucky to have him as a teammate, as someone to really compare himself to properly uh, it's a good benchmark. He's a great benchmark. Of course, yeah. he's probably never going back to Red Bull, and that's okay. And we've said this before. That's okay. He's young enough to find a drive somewhere else. Who knows? He might end up in a Ferrari one day. He might end up in a McLaren or an Alpine. You know, It would be the logical step, I suppose, with French once they get back to the top. 2022. It's going to be an interesting year. We'll see how it plays out. Um, And yes, Sonoda, no good. Like just two deflated tyres and stuck on that, on like the curb almost, it looked like, didn't he? Yeah. Um, After being berated by Red Bull the day before and the night before, he probably didn't sleep all that well. Getting into the car tries to do a good job. Yep. Nope. See you later. No good. Anyway, it's a bit of a shame for him, but we'll see what happens in the next couple of races. Let's talk about Mercedes and uh, the optimum four-stop t- strategy for Valtteri Bottas. Got fast Big shame right at the very end. Um, <laughs> yes, Jeez, big face palm emoji. Face palm, is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's uh, sorry oh, sad. For this guy. Yeah, me too. Really I mean, sad. Crackin- he could have at least had a podium this weekend, I think. Although if he'd stayed up there, it's unlikely that Checo probably would have got the podium. So uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it one way or another, but it can be... <sighs> For realistically, for him, and it's also a shame because he was he was still mathematically able to win the championship up until that spin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now yep. he's he's seventeen points behind what is a left, I think, to to be able to win. So. It's a bit of a shame, uh, but what does he do for the rest of the year? Because Tommy T and I spoke in the pre-drinks about he sort of got the monkey off the back after signing that Alfa Romeo contract. You know, there's no pressure anymore. He's just running his own race. Will we see a couple more polls from him or even a race win, do you think,
2: for the rest of the year? Oh, look, I'd hope so. I mean, he hasn't done a lot wrong, really. Uh, since he signed that uh, contract with uh, Alfa Romeo. So, oh, look, I'm frustrated for him. It just hasn't been his year, right? I mean, talk about bad luck. He's had some bad luck. He's done a lot right, but he's also made mistakes as well uh, at really opportune times for himself. So the good thing for him is he's putting himself in those right positions consistently in the moment, and I think you'll get it right. I think he's probably got a – look, I'd like to see him win another couple of races, but I just can't see that happening with this title race sitting there, mm. as it is at the moment. If I was Bottas, I'd be giving the f- big finger to Mercedes and everybody there and saying, well, you've passed me on, and that's fine, but that's got ramifications. And if you want me to play the team role, then – I ain't doing it. If I'm in a position to win, I'm going to win because I'm racing for my career and you guys yep. have made your choices for whatever reason and that's fine. Um, but again, too, I think he wasn't expecting this year. He was expecting yep. a new car this year and I think that's what he's been in his hopes. Um, that's why I think he should have had a drive for next year with Mercedes, but you can't fault what George Russell's done to get that seat nah. either. So, I... You know, I, that's the way I hope Valtteri handles. It just puts him, continues to put himself in good positions, get some wins and not kowtow to Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton w- and sure. what they want him to do. Do I think he'll do that? I think he's too far past that. He's too much of a nice guy. Um, not that he doesn't have the killer instinct. I'm not suggesting that at all. Um, so,
1: no, look, I just I think-, think
2: he'll play the team game the best he can, which is a show.
1: Sure. I'm excited for next year when he's in – less of a pressure situation, and anything he does will be considered oh, great.
2: Ew. He can
1: – similar to when he was a young rookie coming through Williams, hey, and he was just doing amazing things because there was no yep. pressure. No one expected anything. He's going to go back to a team with less expectation, less media attention, and he's just going to be able to do really good Bottas things and shine. <laughs> kind of like we saw Kimi do the last couple of years once he moved back from Ferrari. Yep. Just anything he does is like, good work. We love that. And I think that's what he's going to be excited for. It's just that low pressure kind of back to doing what he loves rather than like being in the shadow of one of the all-time greats. And let's not
0: forget Sauber is a team with steeped in history and and winning history as well. Robert Kubica, of course, famously driving that BMW labelled Sauber to a couple of race wins. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen next year. As I've said plenty of times, I'd love it for Alfa Romeo to be one of the top three cars and Valtteri to be there to be able to absolutely dominate. We don't know that's going to happen. Who knows? But there's still a future in Formula 1 for this guy. I don't think this is like a, you know, Ericsson or potentially Grosjean mm. thing where he's come from a winning team, won a couple of races, and then gets punted towards the back. We just don't know what's going to happen in the grid in a couple of years' time. He's got a long contract with Alfa Romeo. It sees him through another three years. It's like, it's who knows? With 2025, it's a long time away, uh, and who knows what's going to happen. So... It's going to be good to see him happier again, that's yes. for sure, and get some good luck because he bloody deserves it. Lewis yep. Hamilton, yet again, in second position, yet again after the US Grand Prix as well, very disappointed. You could tell his body language was not very good, um, but, you know, he. it is what it is. He has to take that as if he's not winning, he has to get second for this championship fight, Tommy T. Yep. What do you think of his attitude for the weekend? And considering really that Mercedes wasn't the stronger car,
1: yep. were they sort of sold a little bit of false sense of security because of qualifying? Well, you could see how shocked he was when he, in his post-qualifying. But I think it was just telling about he's doing everything he possibly could and he's still coming up short. He knows that Max has the ability to walk away with this and that car is better. I think you can see his frustration or disappointment that he just doesn't have the tools. He doesn't have – it's not his ability. It's literally he just doesn't have the tools right now to do what he needs to do. He's excellent. He's outstanding. And he did such a great job to keep himself in that battle for as long as he did. Obviously, Max walked away. But to make sure that Checo didn't get past, you could see on that last lap how well he planted that car. There was no chance Sergio was being able to put a lunge there. He, He did his best best crack but there was nothing i think you can just see the disappointment that that car hasn't got any more to give and that's what's frustrating him more than anything campy he said previously
0: that he wants a fight you know he said years and years and years in a row like let's come on bring it on he had kind of a dabble with seb vettel in that ferrari in 2018 but not to the point of where we are now with the red bull as tommy t and i have said there's now their championship to lose do you think he's sort of going oh hang on a second maybe I'm not actually going to
2: win this championship this year? Oh, look, uh, as Tommy T said, there's things in Lewis's control at the moment and he's getting it right every time. If he can't win, he's got to finish P2 and that's what he's doing. His qualifying could be better though in saying that. I mean, this is the first year. I mean, he hasn't qualified on pole for 13 races or something, which throughout this turbo hybrid history, you'd be like, what? He hasn't done that, Mm. which just shows to me that, the things out of his control. A Red Bull and Max Verstappen, and they got a better yep. they got a better car on track, and he can't do anything about that. Um, I think he does want to fight because he's a competitor, mm. and I think winning the way he has won in the last few years against Bottas um, is not is not the sort of fight that a guy like Lewis Hamilton wants. Yep, he had those fights with Rosberg, um, you know, right up until the. You know the last race, really, in the first season, he walked away with it in the second. But Rosberg won it in their third season together, and then walked away. And he's had a pretty easy run since then. Has been tr- like <laughs> not seriously like title contenders against him, and he's been able to face every ball and just you know hit it away since then. So, um, oh jeez, I've done it <laughs> again. <laughs> um, Love it. Anyway, Love it. but look, uh, look, tough shit. Lewis, it's motorsport. You know, no one wants to see you win again, mate. We're sick of you winning. I, th- I think he still has got a big chance, and I, I think things, things happen for Lewis Hamilton all the time. Yeah, he writes these stories. Guy. He writes these stories for himself and comes always comes up with the goods. Um, and he is performing, I think, as as much as he can. But unfortunately, that car's not where he wants it to be. And uh, but things will happen for him. And I, yeah. Oh. If you're
1: writing the movie for Lewis Hamilton, losing this year probably makes winning next year sweeter, I would have thought. I think it adds that kind of – that roughness to get the the eighth next year in new regulations (laughs) when everything shifts again. He's had a tough battle against – Against Max, I think this could, probably could be better for the overall story because we haven't seen it. Like you said, he's he's had a couple of easy ones. You don't want to walk into another one at on the trot and then just kind of fade off into the distance. I think this is this is what the Lewis Hamilton story or movie needs. Drive
0: to Survive. If you're listening, Tommy T is available to be a producer for the next water. season. Um, able to write the story for you too, and maybe don't it'll actually water. make it more correct quality rather than over <laughs> quality control. Exactly right. Okay, Red Bull. Great weekend for them, of course. Sergio, a little sad that he couldn't get Lewis towards the end there, but he's got to be happy. Is the best result for a Mexican driver at a home race. Third on the podium, uh, of course, with Max Verstappen finishing in first. As we've said, it's now their championship to lose, Tommy T. Uh, overall, they'll be very happy with that weekend, of course, recovering from their qualifying and the disappointment from there. Can they carry this
1: momentum through to Brazil, do you think? I think so. I think Brazil is another one of those ones with amazing spectators and stuff that that same energy will be there. I think they kind of do consider Checo right now when there's no other Brazilian kind of drivers to be their own kind of from that part of the world. I was so wanting Checo to get that second. I think that would have just been the nail in the coffin of Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton for the season. Can you imagine if he managed to – Get through, get the ch- the constructors points, and also make sure that Lewis didn't get those points in his battle against uh, Max. That I think that would have been insanely huge, and he would have been Red Bull would have been indebted to him for the rest of his career, and be like, we can't sign sort of anyone else. You are our guy forever. But it just wasn't to be. He he did his best effort, but obviously following so close is very hard at yeah. that altitude in that heat. And he's
0: got to be pleased with this result, like. Genuinely
1: pleased. This is
0: this is the third, sorry, the second podium in a row that looks exactly the same as the last one yeah. um, with him getting another third place. And it's good for to, yep. for Checo, who in Abu Dhabi last year didn't have a drive for 2021. Now to have a race win, a couple of podiums with Red Bull, you know, he's comfortable in the car, he's comfortable in the team. No one's questioning whether or not he should be there anymore. That's the first time since 2018 yeah. that anyone's done that about the second driver of Red Bull. It's good news for him. Uh, and like he might as well have won the race. I love that the Red Bull mechanics lifted him up first on their shoulders. Yeah. Like, Max, whatever, I don't care, mate. You've won again. All right, Checo, <laughs> let's go for a bit of a jolly around the place. His dad's running around the stadium section with the flag, trying to get the best place possible to watch that podium. It's a good weekend for them. Great marketing strategies. You said campy overall for, for Red Bull for this weekend. Huge market oh. for them uh, in Mexico. And there'd been a lot of Red Bull, maybe a lot of Jaeger bombs <laughs> last night or tequila <laughs> bombs. Who knows?
2: Can I just say the constructors is one point in it now. Yep, Mercedes by a point. So it's huge. I mean, it's I, I I would have thought that you know regardless of whether uh, Lewis wins the world drivers, uh, Mercedes still get the. Um, Get the constructors, but it's one pointer. I mean, Mercedes could be walking away this year without the driving title and oh. without the uh constructors, and that would be severe for Toto. Um, yeah. I mean, he's got a few punches. I mean, he can um, we saw him in Drive to Survive when he came out and he said, We will destroy them, crush mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. That's the mentality of the guy. So, anyway, can I just say qual- uh, qualifying in Red Bull's w- rear wing? I'm not sure yes. if you guys picked up on it Sergio yesterday. Sergio Perez yeah.
0: and <laughs> Max um, Verstappen.
2: Newey came out and he said, look, what we found on this part is that it, it reached its maximum potential and the, uh, the the elements of the particular qualifying section were actually too good and it made it not work as well. It's a bit like optimum tyre temperature, right? If you like, if it's optimum tyre temperature is 40 degrees, 40s it. If you go to forty-one or forty-two, they start to drop off either side of it, and that's when that's why we said we taped up the rear wing because we just reached its slow optimum. It down. We reached yeah. its optimum capacity, and it was it was hindering the rest of the car, which is which is a bloody scary sign for the rest of the field when yeah. Red Bull got parts where they're meeting meeting yeah they you know the conditions are too good for it. I mean that's. I mean, and he gets gaffed around
0: to fix it. <laughs> like, hello. You'd
2: be you'd be quietly chuffed with your designs going into next year, <sighs> wouldn't you?
0: So yeah, no, it's good stars, pickup. Sh-
2: isn't it should be a scary thought for everybody else, anyway. Yes. Good pickup.
0: Well, boys, that's the race uh, sorry, the team by team race analysis of the Mexico Grand Prix. Let's talk about F1 fantasy league. Some really bloody good names in here this time around, boys. Uh <laughs> Steen N, we, we races one. J U A N. Checo multi twenty one this weekend. You're a Mexican. <laughs> this is uh, Daniela tagged us on Twitter because she couldn't fit this all in. This is this is Red Bull's year eight and Mercedes got bot-assed. Um <laughs> James M. Zach Brown's tramp stamp. Powered by AWS. One hundred percent chance I'm over Sky UK. Jonathan Correct. C. Tequila Mockingbird or a six Mercedes power unit, Josh L. Very good, mate. Uh, Maxico, Haley H. Well done, you. Good campy is an island boy michael s it's also i have no idea what that's in reference to but you put campy in it so it was always going to go into the thing Uh, campy's going out beanie which is yours tommy t (laughs) and i know it's yours and i got very excited by i actually genuinely laughed out loud when i saw it i was like whose whose name is it thomas t oh i'm very happy with that a lot um just the peri- yeah. per- essentials. <laughs> oh, I practiced that, Nicholas H. I'm sorry. And I can still stuffed it up. Uh, doing a coda trip for Dale Hillary, uh, who was uh, on the ground coda rep. Yeah, uh, I probably that. missed that from last time. So apologies, Hillary, but thanks for that. Uh, the breakfast and F1. Phew, look, I'm just going to say, yeah. why not have both, which is the English version of the <laughs> <Yeah>. and. um no dos. <laughs> Uh, Lost dog. Oh, let's see. I've stuffed it already. Sonoda. Hey, guys, you can let me out now. James N. Um, Spectacola. Lauren R., who's also <laughs> yeah, from UK. Good. So you are uh, tie in with the food thing from Sky. Yes. Flan, well done. Uh, and VB's pit, st- pit Stop Strategy Times for AOT. I mm. uh, love it. Campy, disappointingly, you're still bloody beating the both of us. 34th with the I team slipped. that you don't care about. I completely changed my team again this weekend. Uh, 53rd've I've jumped up 10 spots which is good news for me uh, and Tommy T you're in 44th with Slippin'. an amazing name can I just say yeah <laughs> the name maybe you win your own merch who yes. knows <laughs> so there should that. be rules against that I suppose but probably you know, no, get your own t-shirt. Those.
2: Can uh, I just quickly say, on the last podcast I was on, I think I said John Elasi won a world championship. He did. Well done. And uh, I need to correct myself. He did not. Mm. Everyone wow. wants but I will I'll, I'll be honest, him. I just thought he had won one. Yeah. Wow. He was just one of those people that I thought, oh, he'd won one because you'd hear his name all the time, but he wasn't that good. Uh, there you go.
0: Are we adding a new section to the podcast as Campy's correcting, correcting himself? <laughs> no, it's on the uh, website, on his website. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> oh, well, look, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lakeside Drive. Uh, Thanks to you for watching the YouTube live stream. If you're there, thanks for listening. Don't forget to jump across to our YouTube and subscribe, like, leave a comment, whatever you can do activity wise. The algorithm bloody loves it. And of course, we're serving the algorithm at that point. Uh, And thanks for jumping across to our Instagram as well and Facebook pages. Lewis is doing an incredible job managing that and putting some cool content together. So support him, jump over there and say good day to him as well. Thanks to you, Lewis, for, for doing, for volunteering and doing that work. We really appreciate it. Uh, yes. Appreciate you guys leaving a review as well. Lads, that's it for this one. Brazil is the next race. What do
1: we think, Tommy T? What's your top three pick? I was going to say, does Hamilton punt off Albon again, but he's not there to do it. <laughs> <laughs> punt off Sonoda. <laughs> Maybe he'll push off Max. Maybe it'll get real real physical and we might see another collision. No, I think Max will walk away again. Okay. I think Max is just going to lock this away. What
2: do you reckon, Campy? DR, Hamilton, Raikkonen.
1: All right, I accept that. What?
0: Can I, can I change Hamilton out for uh, Alonso and have DR, what Alonso, Raikkonen? Seb Vettel in fourth. Sorry, Seb. It's because Raikkonen's leaving when, when he what goes. What year is this? Uh, thanks so much <laughs> for watching, listening. It's time to say goodbye. We will see you next Sunday at a time that's probably pre agreed, and then Campy will change and then not rock after <laughs> free drinks podcast oh, oh. of the Brazilian Grand Prix. Oh,
1: oh.
2: <laughs> That's what I mean about working around your ego, Jim. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you now yeah, you know how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good stitch up. Well played. Uh, right at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta do it. Oh, no right or no reply because
1: he gets to edit it too. It's yep. a mess.
2: I side yeah, side note I'm, away, my friend. I was going to get one of those vlogging things. But I thought now, nah. vlogging things. Oh, you know those little, oh,
1: <laughs> like a cat you know, of nine those. tails. <laughs> <Do not play. laughs> put that in the pod. That was a good one. Put that at the end. <laughs>